Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Happy Tuesday, April 28th. Uh, welcome to another episode of Awesome People. And I hope that wherever you're watching this from, that you're happy, that you're healthy, that you're grateful for all the amazing things that you have around you. And hopefully your family is healthy and well as well. Uh, tonight, I have a very, very dear guest, uh, guest of mine, a special friend. I've known her for uh, a very, very long time. I can actually remember the first time, I think it's the first time, and it was pretty much in a parking lot of a um, strip mall in like Springfield, Virginia. It was back in like 1996, 97. And uh, we kind of met through a group of AOL chatters. Like back then, AOL, I, AIM was the thing. And that's how we met people. And I had like the worst uh, AOL name. It was called Mr. Goose. And I, I probably shouldn't even admit to that, but it is what it is. And, uh, you know, ever since day one that I met this lovely lady who's our guest and a dear friend of mine, uh, I've seen nothing but kindness, humility, uh, sweetness, so much love, so much great energy from an incredible family. And uh, I'm just honored that she's uh, still been my friend all these years, even though she's so great. Uh, but before I continue to talk about her, because I really want to chat with her instead of just having a monologue, I want to share uh, a video that, in my opinion, uh, really um, visually explains the level of elegance, the class, the beauty, the talent that my friend Azin Mahuzi Shalan has. And it is from one of her performances at one of the companies Born to Dance annual or actually biannual uh, you know, events. And so let me just shut up. Let me play this video. Enjoy it. And when the video ends, I will introduce to you my dear friend Azin Mahuzi Shalan.
All right, so ladies and gentlemen, we're back. I hope you enjoyed that performance. And uh, you know, before I, I officially introduce the lovely and the fabulous Azin, um, you know, like she has an incredible story that really includes a lot of um, trials and tribulations, and a lot of perseverance, a lot of resilience. And you know, there is really no other time than right now where people need these stories of resilience. There's a lot of people going through some incredibly tough times. Uh, and on top of that, if you're an expecting mother or if you're a new mother or parents expecting father to be, uh, there's just so much added stress and challenge that is going on to whatever, what already is an extremely uh, challenging time when you're becoming a first time mother or father. And um, so I really thought it was a perfect opportunity for Azin, who shared her personal story just a few months ago, for me to introduce you to her so she can share uh, all of that because I know that you know she has a deeper mission to share with the world ever since um, uh, you know the heartbreak and tragedy she went through. So without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the wonderful, the awesome Azin Mahuzi Shalat. Hi, Azin Jun. Oh my goodness, Iman Jun. Hi, how are you? Honestly, <laughs> just what you said and just the title of your podcast alone is uh, blush-inducing. So. Um... The fact um, that, you know, you thought about me and invited me um, is an honor. So thank you. I, I just hope my sleep deprived self can manage to have an awesome and hopefully uninterrupted uh, interview. But um, honestly, I don't know what I was thinking when I <laughs> accepted your invite to go live, uh, well knowing how I um, how unexpected my life is with three youngins. But I'm here yeah. and the kids are asleep and um, yeah. I set myself up in front of the steps. Uh, so you know, the location so that, uh, to reduce any chances of being video bombed, hopefully. So yeah. And, and, and you're, and you're, you're on call as a mom. If something happens, you're going to be there to come to the rescue like you always do. Right. So hopefully not for the next hour, but yes, that's, that's, uh, that's my job. <laughs> you have mastered and persevered a lot more things than a little old, uh, chit chat with your longtime friend Iman. So thank you for making time. I, I know how, hard it can be for you as an entrepreneur, a business owner, as a wife to an amazing husband, Rami, and then mother to three children and sister to uh, three siblings and daughter to amazing parents. I mean, I, I appreciate you for making time and um, we're going to have a good time tonight. I have no doubt about it. And hopefully also to, for some individuals, uh, your story might be one that they will gain a lot of uh, inspiration and hope from. Uh, but we'll get to that in a second. For those who have never had the honor and pleasure of meeting you, give us a little background. Let's get right before the whole marriage. You know, you're where from Iran you're from and where you grew up and all that good stuff. All right. Well, um, I was born in Shiraz, Iran. And uh, I guess uh, apparently I was always... Uh, <laughs> Shiraz <laughs> wine. Well, you know, I have uh, my chamomile tea. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was born in Shiraz, Iran, and um, I grew up there until I was eight. Um, apparently, I was always uh, moving and dancing, and um, you know, not just to s normal songs, but apparently to you know the azan at the mosque. And you know, my grandpa would be like, "Someone stop her!" Um, <laughs> you know. So, uh, but yeah, moved to the U.S. when I was eight. Um, uh, I guess. Um, you know, with uh, young kids, a new country, new language, you know, no money. Um, it was, I mean, it was pretty much pure survival for my parents. Um, you know, not like now with so much uh, opportunity for us, you know, to cultivate our kids at the slightest 
noticeable talent or, you know, so, um, you know, I was that skinny kid that I always walked on my tippy toes, <laughs> but, um, you know, never took a ballet or dance class, but, um, you know, just, uh, I guess some of my fondest memories, uh, childhood memories, you know, dance related, um, was actually at gatherings or memories at, uh, you know, with our friends and, um, uh, you know, I remember they would put me in the center and, um, they would say dance and I would uh, impersonate, you know, one of the family friends and they would guess. What's your, what's your youngest memory of dancing in front of your family? Um, How old were you and do you have a vivid memory of it? I mean, I have pictures of like my, uh, you know, birthday party in Iran, you know, before, but I want to say like the, the best fondest memories are actually of here. Mm. Um, you know, we didn't have any family here. So it was just like our, um, our family friends were our family. So, you know, uh, we have a few really, you know, some of them, um, really hip and just have, you know, fun, uh, family, um, friends that, you know, we literally, we had mehmunis and gatherings probably a few times a week, which that's something I miss. I feel like, you know, we don't have the opportunity to give that to our kids, especially now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we used to go in circles and we all around, you know, sit around in the, someone's living room and, you know, they would do like the definite, you know, the, I guess, uh, the spin the bottle. But the, not the, you know, but, um, yeah, so they would spin the bottle and there was whoever would land on, they had to either, uh, sing, dance, um, or tell a joke. And, um, they always had me go in the center and dance and I would, you know, impersonate a family friend and, you know, they'd all be like, mine khanam or, you know, so-and-so. And, um, uh, so yeah. You so have to see my mom's name right there. <laughs> <laughs> My so, mom is going to appreciate the shout out to you, <laughs> even though it wasn't intended. <laughs> you know, Go ahead, sorry. First but yeah, I mean, so I guess that that's, that's like, you know, um, cause that, that, those are my, my dance memories, but, um, you know, so, and then in, uh, high school, I was the, I started the Persian club, the Persian dance team. And, um, and, uh, we, uh, you know, there was the pep rallies, um, and it was the drill team, the cheerleaders and then the Persian dancers. Um, so, you know, performed there and then um, that was my, you know, and then went to James Madison University. In your high school, you guys had a Persian dance group that performed as part of like the entertainment of the pep rallies? Yeah, so I started the Persian only, dance. Only you could pull that off right there. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, we're talking about the 90s here and like okay, a predominantly- well, year, but yeah, I, I mean, I graduated in 98. <laughs> <laughs> Same as me. Yeah. Okay. So, 98 um, is great. Yeah. It was, it was a... <laughs> so yeah. So that's, uh, you know, um, my high school dance. And then uh, I went to James Madison University. I, you know, um, started the Persian club there and choreographed and performed at the international nights. And, um, and then I, you know, graduated, believe it or not, in computer information system. And, um, I started the corporate world and, you know, that I felt very early on that it just wasn't for me. So, um, I guess, uh, during that time, it was, it I, was, it was E-Trade, right? That was what? Was it E-Trade? What was e the company? Yep, E-Trade Financial. Wow, I remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I still have your email address from back then in the E-Trade email. <laughs> Did you really? I think so. Yeah. I just remembered E-Trade. I always used to correlate. We did their comp company corporate holiday party the last couple of years. But every time I think of E-Trade, I think of you, actually. <laughs> yeah. So but I went okay. to, um, uh, you know, and then uh remember when um, I went to, uh, to relieve some stress, I went to uh, 
the Gold's Gym nearby, and I um, was going to get a membership. And then, you know, fate have it, the um, uh, one of the alumni was actually the director of uh, fitness, and she's like, why don't you teach a um, fitness class? So what I did is I went back and um, I used my engineering to reverse engineer my my dance moves, and um, I uh, pretty much went and auditioned. And you know, the, I remember the, they were like, "Oh, what are you gonna teach?" Uh, step. I don't know if you remember step. That was like the thing you you know you step on the. Yeah. Um, so uh, Zumba wasn't wasn't a you know a fab yet, but um, Shakira was. So. Um, so, you know, uh, when I said belly dance, I was like, okay. And I auditioned and, um, you know, I uh, got the job. Uh, I remember it was a Wednesday night class. And um, then within a few weeks, all the directors from the other gyms heard about it. And, um, and that one class just, you know, took a life of, uh, of its own and uh, turned into um, several classes, 10, I don't remember how many. Um, I remember just leaving my corporate job. I would get into my workout clothes and um, start my classes like at 6 p.m. and then at one gym and then quickly rush to the next class at, you know, at another gym, 7.30 class. And, um, and, you know, sadly, or I don't know, just, you know, because of our culture, um, I still didn't see it as, a, as, you know, the dancing as a career. It was a hobby. A side job and was it almost like a guilty pleasure like you couldn't even proudly be enjoying it but yet you had such uh, uh, such an affinity towards it exactly yeah um, that's but, so that sucks too. Yeah. um but no i mean you know so um uh so yeah so i i, I refer to that that those couple of years as my um quarter life crisis because i was the early <laughs> you know uh 20s and actually um i remember one day uh it's like in the winter winter blues um, it was cold and I was like, you know, I just want to, uh, just go somewhere warm. I don't know, teach dance classes, take dance classes, do something. And, um, and I remember, you know, meeting up with a friend of mine who's Egyptian, um, at a, uh, at Cozy. I remember Cozy in Arlington. We used to hang out there a lot, um, for coffee. And, and then when I told her that, she's like, why, um, why each, you know, why not Egypt? Why Miami? And it was like a light bulb. Cause I feel like I think it was like the day before I had just, uh, I was researching and I came across something that was, um, uh, it was like a, uh, in, you know, like a retreat or something for instructor, belly dance instructors um, uh, in Egypt. And it showed all these beautiful pictures of different, you know, uh, areas in Egypt. So anyway, so it was like a light bulb. And from there I was determined, I was like, you know, I'm you know going to go to Egypt. I'd actually started abroad in Spain for three months. Um, my last uh, semester in um, in uh, at JMU, so it was, it was was it uh, Malaga? No, I studied in uh, Granada. Granada, oh yeah, that's right. Because I've been to Sevilla, Marbella, Granada, mm -hmm. and I remember when you were there for those few months. Yeah, I was there for three months, but I, you know, I went pretty much all the East Coast. I mean, it's an incredible, one of the most beautiful areas of the entire world. I can't wait to hopefully have the opportunity. Well, at this point, I'd be happy if I could travel to Ocean City. But I mean, that was a, I'll take Southern Spain too for sure. Yeah, I remember when I got back, I had uh, you know reverse culture shock, and I you know was uh, was, <laughs> was sad for a while, but. Um, but yeah, so I went to Egypt. I did a little uh, tour, and I didn't want to come back. I um, stayed there uh, for three months, and uh, when I came back, I again still, you know, dancing was just a, a hobby. I left the corporate um, uh, job, and uh, while I was, you know, my teaching classes were all growing, and I was teaching, um, 
uh, I was going sitting in orientations for, you know, dental school. I was meeting with the dean. <laughs> I was, you know, trying to, I guess, uh, again, quarter life crisis, trying to, you know, figure out because I knew the corporate world wasn't for me and the dancing was just uh, uh, a hobby for fun. So I, um, uh, but it wasn't until, um, you know, my classes just kept teaching and um, my students ended up, you know, learning choreographies. And then we performed at a um, Children's of Persia, Children of Persia um, uh, fundraiser. And then from there, like the manager of... I was probably DJing that. You, yeah, you were probably the DJ, yeah. So uh, <laughs> Just like I, was, I had the pleasure of hosting your wedding, actually. But yes, okay. Exactly. Um, and actually my 21st birthday at JMU. You remember? That's right. I do remember that. It was a great keg, <laughs> but I don't want your I don't want your parents to know about it. But there was a keg. There was a keg. You I, know? I didn't drink it. You could tell my parents. I I I, I know. I, I know. Tell. I know. Uh, know. Twenty two. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I um uh I remember just you know from that from that fundraiser uh, performance. Um, the manager of Arash was there, and then I you know we performed with Arash, and then from there we performed with um. I think it was Moin and Shadmer and um, all these, you know, I guess uh, famous Persian um, singers and yeah. um, and Andy and the last one was actually um, uh, oh my god, um, Mansoor. I was going to say mm. um, Mansoor, and it was at uh, the Kennedy Center, and that's right. the one that actually made. Was that the one with Daryush? Yes, with Darius. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what and, we're doing with Pupak. Yeah, that's exactly, right, that's right, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, that's the one that actually made me open up the studio. So I was, you know, I, um, uh, he was very particular. He was great. He knew exactly what he wanted, he, you know, for the Dunya um, song. Oh, no, the Duna Duna song. He actually, um, he's like, I want it to be, you know, Bollywood. And um, an acquaintance of mine, a good friend now, she was, um, the founder of Dunya Dance, um, and so I, you know, connected with her. So we did a, you know, belly dance. I mean, a Persian dance and Bollywood fusion. And then we didn't have a place to, you know, to meet. And I remember with Arash, I had to go to his hotel to, you know, to choreograph and you know practice. And um, so after that uh, performance, um, I was like, you know, uh, I need a place. <laughs> this is uh, it's uh, so. That's when actually the studio, you know, became serious. And it was just like, okay, this is it. This is, um, um, you know, everything else that I'm going to. I didn't just the thought of going back to Fort because with dental school, my sister was, you know, went the dental route. And I spoke to the dean and coming from a computer information system, you literally had to go back to um, get your bachelor's because, not, you know, there was no, no classes uh, that actually, would, you know, no credits that would transfer. So just the thought of back then, you know, uh, being, you know, 24 years old, um, going back to school for four years, that's like, you know, um, uh, one fifth of your life. So it, it, make it eight years. It was like, okay. Um, it just felt like eternity. Um, now I'm like, in hindsight, I'm like, you know, I would have been, uh, done <laughs> like 15 years ago. Anyways, we won't yeah. but, um, but yeah, so I, um, I remember it was actually, um, uh, April, um, so the, the show, uh, the concert was March 31st and, um, the next day I met up with my friend, um, who was a realtor and we went and looked around in Vienna and the first place I saw was, um, our first studio 
and we actually signed, it's weird, but um, uh, on April 17, 2007, um, which is exactly five years to date um, before uh, the loss of our, um, our first pregnancy. So, um, yeah, so it was just, uh, um, we, I signed and again, fate have it. Um, I actually had a, had to have a hernia operation. So while I was working on the business plans, you know, long story, my now husband, um, so I went on first date of, with my husband 10 days after, um, uh, you signed the contract. after signed and pretty much, um, you know, the, <laughs> the rest is history. We, um, uh, you know, we uh, got married in 2009. We pretty much uh, um, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, yeah. <laughs> With the best beautiful, day. Best beautiful day. and fun wedding. I think that's uh, that's <laughs> nice. actually. Uh, were we the first from inter with it, from exclusive entertainment? You were definitely you, you were definitely started. the first. Yeah, it was definitely amongst the first weddings. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you had just started. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, so DJ DJ Sam was with me. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and he's and he's still with us. Yeah. I know he's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, he um, uh, we pretty much have uh, you know ran the studio together from uh, from the you know our first date um, and for the you know for exactly five years until um, I had to take my um, little hiatus. Yeah. Um, and um, and. Well, we'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll, let's get into that in a second. But what I really want to know is, first of all, who, who do you think you got your talent and your passion and your love for dancing from? Honestly, you want to know where the name of the dance studio came about? <laughs> yeah. Know, again, I never took any dance classes or anything, but everybody kept asking my mom, you know, um, where did she learn how to dance? And my mom's like, I have no idea. If, you know, it wasn't me. She was just born. I love to dance. your mom. So yeah. yeah, so she's like, you know, she was just born to dance. I don't know where she got it. So I mean, I yeah, I guess I was, you know, the black sheep in the family of, uh, <laughs> you know, going the dance route um, and you know, dancing to the Azon and you know the yeah uh, religious prayers and stuff. So yeah, so it was it was just in the cards for you to become the dancer. I guess so. The incredibly talented dancer. Okay, so um, w was there anybody that ever influenced you from a uh, dancing standpoint? Because you know, there, it, every, there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot of little kids and especially girls who they love to dance at a young age. But you took it to expert status level, and you were a, diff a completely different caliber of talent. Uh, is there is there at any point anybody that you admired uh, from a dance standpoint, or anybody that you followed that you wanted to? Uh, emulate or were you just on this one track of being your own style and um, not in a disrespectful way to anybody else but you were just like I'm gonna league on my own um, yeah the latter I mean it was not like I you know I thought it was in a league of my own but I you know again I didn't take any dance class. dancing was just I just did it it wasn't I didn't I didn't you know look at it anywhere I didn't you know watch anything I didn't you know grow up um, seeing it or doing I mean I, I lived in Iran during the Iran-Iraq war, <laughs> you know, I was born 79 and the start of it. And we moved uh, here when I was eight. And um, so, no, I mean, dancing was just, you know, just family gatherings. You do it. I guess the way I described it is um, everybody, you know, always asked me that. And, um, and especially with belly dancing, because I mean, I'm not even, you know, Arab, I, you know, like Iranian. So Persian dancing was always my, but 
somehow and, and the belly dancing actually I didn't even know I knew how to belly dance until um until JMU like the, the <laughs> of all places like, um <laughs> well yeah no it's funny because my roommates and I and <laughs> we would you know we would just put music and dance and then at that time the um the song Shik Shak Shuk Oh, that's that song is a hundred percent attached to you, shik shak shuk. <laughs> and you know, and then like it just you know like all the the vibration. I just shook. I just you know I didn't even know it was called shimmy back then. You know, so I just you know I, I shimmied and um and you know I didn't realize it and and then actually at international international night at JMU, there was no representative for for um uh. I guess Arabic countries, and they asked me the the person who was you know um, running the international sh- show. She's like, oh, uh, why won't you you know can you you know I've seen you shimmy, I've seen you dance, can you do it? So I actually did shik shak shuk, and I wore I don't even know what I wore, but um, just put on some clothes and put uh, put a scarf on my hips, and so that's where actually belly dance was born. I think it was probably right. 2000, 2001. Ozzy's <laughs> wow. belly dance. And, um, and, and, and even my method, like I, um, when I said I reverse engineered my dance, I literally did. And it turned into, was becoming the, you know, who are actually on the, almost, you know, getting ready to patent it and, um, like copyright it. Um, so I actually had my own, um, as dance style can be copyrighted. Um, yeah. So it was like a, so I had a, um, wow. it, was like, it was like a pyramid style. So I have, uh, um, I had eight moves. Um, so the way I, like the way I taught it, I, you know, had to kind of do my own movements and see what I'm doing. And then I realized, you know, um, when I'm doing the circle, I'm actually going side to side, I'm going forward and back. And then when I'm doing the figure eight, I'm going side to side and I'm going, you know, twisting. So I kind of, you know, again, my engineering, um, side, I, that's, that's, that's just the way I think like my Rami calls me a space maker. And, you know, so I always just, so, um, you know, I, you know, would connect them and then I realized, okay, well, you know, the slide is in, you know, three different movements, the twist is in three different movements, the four, you know, everything just is in three different movements. So when I put them together, they all create different shapes. So Prima ended up being like, you know, the entire, you know, my, my belly dance and you know, what I noticed, you know, other people doing is comes from, is derived from only four upper body movements and four lower body movements. And all of these movements are done by your abdominal. So I always thought, you know, I, and I, you know, my coming from a conservative family, um, you know, belly dancing to me, because I, you know, it was just really just belt, like using your belly to dance. So every time people were like, oh, how come you don't show your belly? Cause you know, um, uh, culturally it's just what, you know, again, I did the dance for, cause I loved it. It was a passion. It wasn't, you know, trying to be a belly dancer. I wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. trying to be. Um, so I, you know, I was like, you know, my method is not, you know, belly dancing is not to show your belly or, you know, if you have been people like, Oh, I thought, you know, <laughs> belly dancers are supposed to have bellies. How come you don't have belly? Cause you know, I always grew up skinny. Um, uh, and I'm like, you know, to me, belly dancing is not about having a belly or not having a belly or showing, exposing your belly or not. It's about using your belly. So, you know, the method was pretty much, you give responsibility for, you know, responsibilities to your abdominal. And then you give the, you know, one responsibility to your hips, you give one responsibility to your knees. And I remember using analogies like, you know, can you guys, you know, everybody was like, oh, I'm not coordinated. And I would be like, you know, can you walk and talk at the same time? And they say, yeah, I'm like, okay, well, that's because, you know, you walk with your knees and you talk with your mouth. If you had to 
you know, do the other way around. If you had to walk and talk with your knees, you wouldn't be able to do it. So if you give each area of your body a responsibility and, you know, and just like, you know, if you, when you're, um, God forbid, you know, get into accident, whatever, you have to relearn how to walk and you realize how challenging it is. So, you know, so I'm like, you know, you're not gonna, coordination is pretty much that. If you teach your, your legs, I mean, from, you know, my top, my baby, you know, started walking and, you know, she learns from one and then later on she learns how to talk. So this, so once she's mastered the walking with her knees, she masters, you know, the talking with her mouth, with her tongue, and then she can do both at the same time. So I was trying to, you know, get that into my students that, you know, belly dance, at least my style, or, um, it's not just, you know, you in one day, you're going to come and you be a belly dancer or, you know, it's, it was a true, um, abdominal workout, you know, and, um, yeah. And it was, it, it, that's one of the sad things. Cause, uh, you know, I was very close to, um, turning it into my method and, um, and then I had to step away. So, um, yeah. So, and you know what, first of all, it's never too late. And so the opportunity is always going to be there, hopefully in the future, if that's the ride you want to take, but we're going to take a little break for a second. But before I actually go to the break, you know, on December 17th of 2019, you know, you put up a very raw, very authentic, very deep um, and heartfelt uh, post on Facebook. And this coming from somebody like you who averages one post a year probably you know so this is an incredibly private uh young woman uh, and somebody who is really not that active on social media so i know that um you and probably your husband rami you both toss and turn before putting out such a private um uh experience that you guys went through and uh we're gonna go for a break but i do want to read off one part of the facebook post that you started So it kind of sets the stage for what we're going to talk about for the remainder of this episode. And really one of the main reasons why I wanted to make sure that I have this opportunity to speak to you, because I I really believe that this is something that many, many, many women around the world and parents around the world, uh, and and really those who are looking to go down that path would benefit from. And you started that Facebook post by saying, it's been seven years and I'm finally ready to share my story. For some, it's a story about hope about light at the end of the tunnel. For me personally, it's a life-defining, uplifting story that is now guiding me to fulfill my new mission, to lend a helping hand to every deserving woman who wishes to become a mother. Uh, Beautiful, incredible words, very selfless words on your behalf, Azin. And when we come back from this whole short break, we will delve uh, much deeper into the story of Murat. So stick with us, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll come back with Azin Mahuzi Shalan uh, in just a couple of minutes.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Awesome People. I am with the one and only Azin. And Azin, before I left, I read the first part of your Facebook post. And, you know, the one part that really had me all like re-choked up again, because uh, I, I still remember the day that I read the post. And, you know, it was, I'll be very honest, it was, well, first of all, it was very shocking to see a post from you. So I was like, Azin, wow. And I still remember at the time, and I, I regret this, is the fact that, you know, we we had not been in touch for quite some time to the degree that we once were. I mean, life happens, wife, I mean, husband, wife, excuse me, husband, children. And so, you know, unfortunately, um, we, we didn't have the same close relationship for a long time. So when I read this story, you know, like it, it, it broke my heart, you know, just knowing how you went through such difficult times. And I, as a longtime friend, you know, really was no part into it. And so uh, it really hurt me to know that a, a good friend of mine, you know, went through all these times and, I wasn't there to even check in on you. I wasn't even there to um, sympathize. I mean, and and you made me realize that, my goodness gracious, there's so many people that are going through so many dark times and you don't even realize it. And I've been I've been realizing that more and more in the past year or two. I feel like I've had an awakening of, awakening of my own, as I'm choking, um, about how, you know, you really have to be more empathetic to people because you just don't know what they're going through. And... Um, you, you're, you know, you had the line to lend a helping hand to every deserving woman who wishes to become a mother. And at this point, I would really appreciate you, you know, sharing your story and, um, you know, what what you hope that sharing the story will accomplish. And as you say in your Facebook uh, post to lend a helping hand. But let's try to figure out how we can be a lending hand. So if you don't mind kind of just sharing the story, that'll be, that'll be greatly appreciated. Um, yeah, well, um uh, unfortunately, it is. It's something that, you know, um, not a lot of people talk about, um, you know, and uh, it's something that um, I wish pe more people did because when you're going through it, you feel alone. Like you feel like, you know, like, you know, nobody understands because it's um, what I refer to it as like a it's a invisible loss. It's one of those things, you know, culture, I mean, for different reasons, but um, society, I mean, you know, you don't even talk about, you don't even announce your pregnancy, you know, until the first three, you know, the first trimester is over. And the reason mainly is because of, uh, you know, of a potential loss. But then if a loss does happen in doing that, you know, then you're pretty much, you know, are setting yourself up for mourning alone. Um, and, you know, which is, uh, it's, that's, that's, and then I could see the other side as well. You know, obviously you don't, you know, I was there too. So in a way, um, my, my loss was after the announcement, and so it was actually, you know, um, in a way made it a little bit harder, in, you know, because everybody did know, and unfortunately, just people didn't know what to say or, you know, how to say it or when to say it. Um, so, you know, you know, you're in the middle of an uh, event when you feel like, okay, finally I'm out and I'm fine, and, you know, and suddenly somebody that had seen the post of, you know, while you were pregnant, um, and then, you know, they miss the post that, you know, you're no longer pregnant. So they're like, oh, you know, how's your baby? And you're like, I don't have one. And they're like, oh, yes, you do. You know, I'm like, uh, you know, so, you know, it, it kind of like, you know, keeps revisiting, but it's uh, um, and kind of, you know, resurfacing and, you know, bringing up, uh, um, I guess, feelings and wounds and stuff in the middle of a, a party and an event where you're, you know, trying to, um I guess clear your mind and and uh, but you know it's it's uh, it's something that I feel like you know if if uh, 
now that after I posted, I realized so many people are going through it. And I actually, people were telling me, please, you know, post on um, different um, pages and different, yeah. So I actually, you know, they guided me. They're like, oh, you know, they're, you know, this page is, so there's so many actually, I mean, I don't know if this is new. I don't know if it was there, um, you know, um, now eight years ago, but um, now there's so many platforms. There's so many pages for, you know, rainbow babies and, um, you know, um, so, and I see like I posted it and um, within like 30 seconds, there's people are, you know, commenting on how, um, and one of my, the biggest thing I, that um, page actually stood out to me, um, someone posted a, a grandma or no, a mother-in-law posted saying, you know, um, my uh, um, daughter-in-law just, you know, lost her baby and, you know, I want to do something for them, like their due date is um, coming up, but everyone's telling me um, to um, not do anything because it's going to remind them. And imagine within 30 seconds, there's literally, I think there's like 20, 50, I don't know how many thousand people on that page and all, you know, um, grieving moms. And within 30 seconds, there was just hundreds of people saying, there's no way you can do anything to remind like a mom of their lost child, you know, they want to remember it. You know, yeah. it's, it's something that, you know, like, just like how, you know, you have a, um, you have a child, you celebrate their birthday every year. So as a, you know, as a mom that, you know, was expecting that, you know, like it's, it's all the, like the hopes, the dreams that are, um, you know, suddenly shattered it doesn't even matter like you know my you know I remember mine you know because it wasn't it wasn't a miscarriage it was a loss it was um you know my hands was in it like I had to make a decision um it wasn't because my son you know was not healthy it wasn't because you know it was just you know um a one percent chance that you know my body went through this and um and it caused it and it was it was at 20 weeks that you had to make a decision correct yes Exactly 20 weeks. Um, so, you know, my, uh, the subcranic hematoma that um, uh, was found in me, it's pretty much the doctor described it as a, um, when the egg attaches and then it detaches slightly, it creates a little um, paper cut. And 99.9% um, and of bodies heal from the paper cut. Um, but there's this, you know, 1% that, you know, kind of like if you pick out a paper cut and you just keep picking at it, it turns into infection. And, you know, so, you know, um, I was at 1% and, um, you know, I blame my dance for it. I blame so many things for it. And, um, and the reason I shared my story was because, um, you know, this all happened seven years ago and, you know, just, um, it, it, it hit hard because I felt it wasn't just, you know, um, uh, you know, losing a baby or like, you know, cause it, Luckily, I didn't have any like fertility issues where I had to go get IVF or, you know, um, and um, it was just, you know, that loss was just, uh, we, we, you know, we, we, we tried for a year, we couldn't get pregnant, but they, um, they actually don't allow you to um, seek fertility until, um, until one year after trying. So, you know, so, um, but on our one year, um, it was actually on December 11th, our um, 
two-year wedding anniversary is actually when we conceived. And so many, it's just crazy. Just this, I mean, I, I can't even say, like, literally, I, like, you know, coincidences. Now I know that there's no such thing as a coincidence because, you know, you can, um, you know, you can't predict your future, but you can see your past, you know? So when I look back and I'm like, oh, wow, you know, I opened up the studio on the same day on April 17th, I signed, you know, the lease hmm. to start Board to Dance Studio. And exactly five years later, you know, and, and, and you know, on, um, uh, on, I think it was April, yeah, April 15th or 16th, I had my um, hernia operation. And that was my first surgery. And here I go exactly five years later, I have another operation on the abdominal. Um, and, um, and it's just, you know, just little things. It's, there's so many um, things that, you know, just come up and numbers and dates and um, that, you know, my goldfish on my Persian New Year giving birth on, you know, on Morad's, what I refer to as his angel day. Um, so, I mean, uh, I guess another thing is like, you know, when you're going through it, um, you feel alone and, you know, doesn't matter what anybody says, if they haven't experienced it, it's just, um, uh, it just, it just, it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't make you feel any better, like people's comments, you know, but, but, uh, it was one of those things that, um, lost my train of thought. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's such a, um, it's like personal hard thing that you feel like, you know, you, you want to talk about, but it's just people don't understand. A lot of people would be like, oh, don't worry, you're going to have twins later or it's just miscarriage. Or And at that time, it wasn't just, um, you know, obviously, you know, you know, nobody knows how much somebody wants a baby or how much they've been trying or, you know, what their issues are, or what, you know, those are those are personal things. And um, but, you know, like. But all the other things that came with it, you know, like it wasn't just I didn't just, you know, in my case, I felt like, you know, in a way, I lost two babies. <laughs> um, you know, I lost. I didn't lose it, thank God, thanks to my husband. But, um, you know, my dance studio, that was my first baby, um, mm. you know, it's called Born to Dance, you know. But um, thank God my husband, you know, was able to, um, you know, he was amazing. He held down the fort and he pretty much, you know, um, while I continued, you know, trying to uh, heal and um, we kept trying, you know, my focus was, you know, on just building a family and we were great. It was great because um, uh, just, again, signs after signs, but all three of my kids were born nine months after um, April 17th. Um, our son, who actually his middle name is Morad, um, was born um, on January 17, 17, exactly nine months. So it's just like so many little, little things, you know. All these signs around. Signs and, you know, um, to the point it's just like, you know, even my husband who was, you know, not a believer, he, you know, he's like, this is, there's no, you know, he used to be like, okay, that's a coincidence, that's a coincidence. But after a while, it's just like, how many coincidences can be on like exact dates? Well, what do, you, what, do you, what do you make of that, Azin? Like, is that just basically more a sign of I'm here, I'm with you? It just, it just, yeah. I mean, to me, that's, it's, you know, again, people have, you know, I was never religious. I never had anything to, you know, I guess, uh, feel like I, you know, could pray to, or, you know, I was always, you know, do good, be good. But I, you know, wasn't like a, 
Um, but it made me spiritual. I have something to believe in, and I feel like he's watching over us and every step, every every little thing that happens. Um, but the crazy yeah. part is that, you know, like, it was just, it's overwhelming. I feel like, you know, there's so many things happening. I mean, people will come to my house, and nine months later, they have their baby. And my <laughs> house literally turned into like a, you know, like a baby making haven. Like it's, you know, so my own. I should have come over there to find a girlfriend or something. My goodness gracious. People tell me, you know, have, you know, have a, you know, have a, like pray, pray for me for this or for that. I'm like, you know what? Like my powers or my angel's powers have nothing. Like I can't heal someone from, you know, know, this or that. It's it's literally just pregnancy related. It's just all, you know, either personal to me and, you know, and, um, but no, I mean, it's a part like this, our current studio the location of our studio is where it all started. It's, you know, my last dance um, was at my dad's 60th birthday and it's at the restaurant underneath our new space. Right above it, yeah. Right above it. So it's like, and then when I walked in, I felt like just this, you know, just powerful, um, uh, you know, get goosebumps and, you know, energy. And, you know, so this year is just, um, and then our third um, child, I called her my lucky third, she was, you know, um, our surprise baby. We were done, you know, after everything we went through, my age, we're, you know, everything is perfect. We have our girl, we have our boy, we're blessed. Um, and, you know, suddenly again, right after April 17th, she, you know, um, and to be honest with you, we had, you know, we went through panic attacks. Like Rami and I took turns having panic because, you know, from our car, from our house, we have a three bedroom house. Everything was just, you know, everything was great. And, um, and then I found out that to, you know, deliver at Reston hospital, which was where, you know, um, the, the problems you know, the problem arose and, 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 yeah. um, and then, you know, but again, you didn't have the best of experience there. That's for sure. Yeah. So, um, so, and then, you know, our daughter, Arya, you know, she was born and suddenly all these things like, like again, one experience after another, just magical. I mean, I don't even know how else to describe it, but you know, um, just happened and uh and here we are like have our third daughter and honestly wouldn't from the first second you know just she entered it just everything was just magical with her and and um let me ask you something Azin, sorry to cut you off but you you um you know you mentioned in your post also you said that the blame stage was the worst and and how you blamed many and how you blamed your dad because it was his birthday party at that day that you had the subchronic uh, hematoma began, you you blamed teaching dance because it was those classes that compounded in the in the cut of your uterus. You blamed your OB for minimizing the tiny subchronic hematoma and not recommending bed rest sooner. I mean, there was so many things. Oh, the blame game. So so my my question to you, <laughs> my question to you is, you know, um, if you have somebody that you know that is experiencing the same exact thing. What are some of the things that you want to tell that mother right now? What are some of the things that they can do right now to hopefully, uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything that can be done or said to truly, um, to truly minimize the pain and loss of a, lo- a child. I mean, there's uh, that's indisputable. But what are some action items? What are some ad- words of advice, words of wisdom that you could share with those individuals? Um, go with your heart. Go with um, how you feel. You know what's inside and. And, you know, I guess go into it. I don't know. I mean, um, as far as I guess the, the, the blame part, the, you know, support, 
um, I feel like, you know, reach out, um, not, not towards, not towards people that you feel like, you know, haven't gone through it and don't like towards people that have actually gone through it because it's one of those things. It's like, you know, no one can, you know, who hasn't gone through a divorce be able to, you know, advise you on that. You know, no one, you know, they just, it's, it's one of those things that it's not, um, as much as, you know, people have, um, uh, great intentions and they're there for you and they want, they just don't know. And like, to me, one, one of my biggest things is like, I didn't know. I didn't know. I mean, I've never gone through, you know, depression. I'd never got, so I didn't know how I was going to act. It's like, you know, you don't know what kind of, um, you know, person you're going to be when you, when you suddenly have, you know, like, like a loss, a personal loss. Um, you know, losing a child is, is, is one of the most, but you know, losing a child when they've already entered the, you know, earth, you're not the only one mourning their loss. You know, you have funerals, you have family members, they have friends, they have, you know, so it's as, you know, tragic or whatever, it's, it's, you mourn for it and, you know, you still go through those blame and everything stage, but losing an unborn child, it's an invisible loss that unless people have gone through it, um, everybody has amazing intentions, great intentions. They will, you know, but it's just, you need to go have a support group that, you know, has been through it. So I guess that, that's what I would recommend. I would say, you know, and that's what, uh, I guess our, um, Morad foundation is, um, Morad mm. miracle foundation is the foundation that, um, came from all of this that, uh, you know, um, just well, was playing. Uh that's that's actually exactly what I wanted to kind of get into a little more deeper because another part of your Facebook post, um, which this is where you mentioned how you had like two losses of a baby. You mentioned that quote, and so I lost a desire to return back to work to the dance studio. I found it and had been running with my husband for the past five years. I stopped talking to many of my friends who didn't understand and minimized my loss. I lost a desire to be around people, lest their well-meaning but misplaced words of condolences keep hurting me. So. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's truly like, um, it's truly heartbreaking. The fact that, you know, you went through multiple losses essentially, um, as a result of this, but now it seems like you found a, a newfound mission where it's led to the new studio, which I obviously know that it's been somewhat derailed because of the coronavirus, you know, but I am a firm believer that, you know, this new studio is going to be incredible once things do open up and they will open up. And I think one of the cornerstones and one of the most incredible parts about this new studio is Wish City, is, is your um, uh, attempts to honor Morad. So please definitely share what you're doing right now, which is not only to honor Morad, but it's, well, first of all, I hope that it helps wound your, heal your wounds and heal Rami's wounds, because we have to remember also whenever that there's a father involved, they're in this as well, you know, and I feel like it's so it's super important to this is coming from somebody who's not a father, obviously, but uh, I feel like there should be a whole different group for husbands who are going through this kind of stuff because they're going through a whole different emotional roller coaster and they need the same exact support just as much as a, a mother does. But I would love for you to speak about what you have planned for Wish City so, you know, we can look forward to all that greatness is going to come out of it. Um, yeah, so uh, it's... Uh all exciting we um so we ended up you know our um new studio space is three times the size of our current and it's um, located where it's in vienna virginia um mm -hmm. it's five minutes uh, away um from our current location or 
was our current location. It's closed now. Mm-hmm. Um, our grand opening was supposed to be March 23rd with the new session, but it ended up being, uh, you know, right in the middle of or the start of COVID-19. But, um, but yeah, so we've been going through um, uh, construction. And, um, and so, yeah, so it was, it's a 10,000 square foot uh, facility. So when I um, did the drawings and the, um, the floor plans, I actually, you know, my space old mind, I've done the, um, the floor plans and, and like architectural drawings for, um, for all the studio spaces. But so when I did it, I'm like, you know, you know, this is the perfect area, perfect, you know, position for the dance rooms. And then there's you know, this little corner area. Um, and you know, I'm like, it just wouldn't, a dance studio wouldn't fit there and we need to create hallways. And anyway, so, um, I was like, you know, I, one of my things that I've done with my, um, with my kids that I always wanted to do is, you know, like I, I loved event planning. Um, my name Ozzyn actually means to decorate, to ornate. So like, I always just, uh, one of my passions, uh, you know, away from dance was like interior designing and, um, and, uh, and event planning. So for my, the first birthday of, you know, my rainbow baby, our first baby, um, I had a, this, I, I threw this big, um, make a wish theme birthday party and, you know, like, I guess Pinterest style, um, I guess they would refer to it as now, but, um, and then for my, for my son's, uh, first birthday did a, um, uh, winter wonderland. And, um, so, you know, just went on, um, all out. And I wanted to do that for, uh, for our, for born to dance, but we didn't have, you know, our current space. We only had dance rooms. We didn't have any actual space. So the birthday parties, we still did it, but you know, I wasn't involved. I, you know, it was just very minimal. Um, so I was like, I really want to have, you know, amazing, um, location for the birthday party. So, yeah. So, um, so one of the space, um, I made it for the party, for the party room. And then, um, another space, uh, right now adjacent to it. Um, you know, I was like, this would be a great for a playroom because one of my, um, uh, one of my dreams before, you know, the loss was for my kids, um, you know, to grow up at the dance studio. I, um, uh, I guess one of my views is, is I don't want to miss any first moments of my kids. So, um, you know, um, I wanted to work. I wanted to, uh, you know, uh, continue running the business. Um, but my dream was, my vision was for the kids to pretty much, um, my baby families to, you know, grow up with my born to dance family, you know, just running around the studio while I'm teaching. And then after my classes, you know, so that's, that's how I envisioned. But, you know, one of my, when I say when my dreams were shattered, those, that was one of the, um, one of the dreams. So I was like, you know, I want, now I've, you know, blessed with three kids. So I want, um, to have an area where, you know, they can play and they love pretend play. I mean, my kids can, you know, pretend play for, um, you know, all day long. So they, um, you know, so anyways, I create this, uh, and their school there, they go to an amazing, um, preschool, um, where it's like a little, um, little indoor city, you know, their classrooms are, um, you know, it reminds me of Las Vegas, like when the, you know, the inside of the hotels, it looks like you're actually outside. Um, so yeah, so I, you know, I'm like, okay, it'd be great to have a, you know, little house, a um, grocery store, a, um, um, uh, parking garage, a construction site for my son. So it's like a little cute, um, uh, pretend city. So I was trying to come up with a name for it. And, um, and it was all, you know, like my thing is I'm like, I'm back. I'm doing this. It's right on top of, you know, the space that, you know, and I'm, I feel like, you know, Murad brought me here. Um, so I want to honor him. And I just kept trying to like come up with names, um, for it. And I'm like, you know, 
just you know calling it more odd I, I, it just felt weird i don't like people don't know my story i don't want to you know they're gonna be like oh you know what are we doing going to morad city like what does that mean so um so you know so in in trying to come up with a name for this space um and for my i refer to as my new division um i was just racking my brain trying to come up and i just couldn't and um finally i was like you know um i i, I want i want to you know i want the business to be um like a playroom a party room uh you know making wishes come true but to be with an impact. I want it to be a business where, um, you know, I'm honoring Murad and, you know, a portion of all the classes, you know, the, you know, birthday parties, the things that are going on in that division to, um, uh, to be, you know, to go back to a, um, a charity that, you know, um, caters and helps with, you know, I was thinking like NICU babies. There's a, actually a friend, a good friend of mine um, mentioned Miracle Babies and, and uh, it's based in San Diego. Um, and so I was thinking of that and then it came to me, I'm like, you know what, um, why don't I just, you know, start a foundation in his name. So, um, so the proceeds, um, you know, and again, I'm all with seven and 17 now. So, you know, 7% of the proceeds, everything that, you know, um, all the wishes that we, you know, may come true with the birthday parties, all the, you know, wishes, um, you know, with the kids playing in the, in the pretend city, um, all of those, you know, will impact, you know, Morad Foundation. And this way I don't have to come up with a name, you know, so, <laughs> so we named it Wish City because Morad means wish. And, um, and wow. uh, so, yeah, so, uh, you know, Wish City. So my little division is, um, uh, you know, making wishes come true at Board to Dance um, at, uh, you know, the party room. And then, you know, the kids play in the playroom and I was, you know, the last five years I've been um, a stay at home mom and um, I'm, you know, big on having my kids be um, multilingual. Um, my husband, obviously, as you know, is Egyptian, speaks Arabic, I speak Farsi. Ahlam wa sahlan Rami. And uh, our au pair is actually uh, Brazilian, she speaks Portuguese to them. I, you know, studied abroad in Spain, so I speak Spanish, so, and they're learning Mandarin at school. So, um, you know, so at, at home, I emphasize on, you know, making sure that they understand and they, um, they speak Farsi. And the way I've done it is I, um, you know, I learn Spanish through, you know, singing and, you know, songs. And um, so I do the same thing with them. I've pretty much translated all, you know, English, uh, you know, nursery rhymes into Farsi. And um, so I was like, you know, I want to have, uh, uh, I guess, my grown up, my grown up and uh, me classes and have, um, you know, teach them uh, music and dance uh, in different languages through language. So, um, so yeah, there's lots of, you know, ideas and stuff swimming um, in my head for that area. But yeah, so Morad Foundation, Morad Miracles Foundation um, uh, is actually, uh, you know, just started where uh, because of all the COVID stuff and um, we're, you know, sidetracked with trying to um, pivot. You're trying to pivot Born to Dance, you know? Born to Dance, I... yeah. So we kind of... Uh... <laughs> yeah, you guys you guys are, are making some changes to make sure that Born to Dance continues to thrive even during... Uh, a global pandemic, because obviously 99% of what you guys were offering were in classes. And so all that has been impacted. Um, 
And so I guess you guys are looking for strategic ways to continue to um, keep business running. And, and thank God for virtual stuff, you know, which you guys are doing a lot of that right now. We, I mean, we adapted fairly quickly. Um, Fairfax County Public Schools, they closed on um, March 13th. And by Monday, March 16th, uh, we're running all the um, 13 of our competition team rehearsals online. Love it. And two weeks later, um, thanks to my husband, he, you know, um, we moved the rest of the spring session online. And so, yeah, pivoted quickly. And our students were, I guess, um, quite happy. There are virtual class options to help them um, continue their dance activities and keep up uh, their dance training. But of course, I mean, despite all that, our spring semester is down 70%. Um, but, uh, you know, this experience has shown us and many others that uh, offering virtual classes is an option that will probably continue um, for some time, um, even when the pandemic is over and the yeah. world reopens. But um, I think we're going to be offering virtual classes alongside our regular classes for, for those who may prefer to keep things virtual, at least. Con consider it an, an extension of your exactly. services, you know? So, exactly. um, so I know that uh, at least until a week ago, I don't know if you guys closed it up. Are you guys still doing a GoFundMe for your instructors? Is that still a live thing? We are, yes, yes. Yeah, so I mean, if there's a place that you know, is it like on your website or is it like uh, wherever they can go to get more information about that in case they want to support all your uh, instructors that during this time are obviously limited in like their income and stuff? Is there is there an easy place for them to find out? Um, I think the GoFundMe is on our Facebook page. I and and it's Born to Dance Studio on social media. So I, yeah. if you guys just go to Born to Dance Studio, and uh, obviously I know Brandon is going to have your Instagram below it, so um, I'm sure they're going to find it. Uh, but I, I definitely encourage anybody who is capable of donating a little bit. Uh, you know, Rami and Azin have been doing so much to try to make sure that even with uh, an effect of seventy percent on on registration and all that stuff that that they, they, they continue to keep their teachers uh, active and involved and having some type of uh, income coming in. Uh, I can't believe that it's been already an hour that we spoke. Time flies when you're catching up with awesome friends, but um, it's actually GFM on Facebook, FYI. Um, just got this text message from Rami, so I wanted to share that. Uh, I do always, as in, first of all, there's so many more questions that I wanted to ask, but we'll have to leave that for another episode of Awesome People. But... Um, I always like to give the stage and the mic to my guests uh, for the last couple of minutes to share whatever it is on your mind, in your heart, um, that you want the world to know. So without any further ado, my dear, feel free to share whatever it is that you want to share. Um, I guess, uh, you know, follow your passion, um, be true to yourself, be true to your heart. Um, um, and, you know, and with this tough times that we're... Um, we're in right now. I mean, it's a uh, we're you know, we're in, we're in the same storm, um, but we're uh, we're all in a different boat. <laughs> you know, um, some yeah. are affected more, some are not. And um, I guess uh, my thing right now is um, for people that are you know, if you're lucky enough, blessed enough to uh, be in a yacht, you know, um, lend the lend a helping hand to the ones that are. Um, that are less fortunate and are, you know, on little boats that are sinking. So, um, you know, and, uh, you know, this is a time that, you know, we're all going to make it together. Um, we need to help each other. You know, we're, um, we're all going to make it through this. So, um, and I, and I, and I really love what you and your entire family, Rami and the kids did, 
um, and that was um, going to the hospital to deliver food to the to the health professionals, and um, you know, it, it's just. It just and you did it on the anniversary of of Angel Day, correct? I mean that was that's what it was, yeah, right? Yeah, we were supposed to launch uh, Morad uh, Miracles Foundation and have a um, huge uh, uh, event at the new studio on April seventeenth. Yeah. But instead, you know, again to commemorate him, um, we uh, um, actually uh, El Sol restaurant in um, right below us again, where everything um, my last dance was. Previous um, neighbors, yeah, our new neighbors. Um, are amazing, and so they actually made amazing food for the um, uh, nurses and doctors at uh, the day um, labor and delivery and postpartum in Reston, Virginia. And actually, my goal is um, uh, to hopefully, uh, even you know, through Morad Foundation, since we can't, you know, we just started and we actually got this um, certificate of um, uh, corporation for nice. um, for Morad Miracles Foundation. So I'm uh, hoping to. Um, start the page for that and maybe we can um uh initial like it, its initial um help would be to the community um getting you know uh food from local uh small um businesses which you know are um you know unfortunately suffering during this time the most um and you know and uh treat the doctors uh and um nurses because you know yes the front lines uh um, service, you know, the, they're obviously being, there are there are heroes right now, but also, you know, the doctors, they're always giving birth. People are still being born. So um, we want to make sure we don't uh, forget those uh, heroes and doctors as well. So that's, that's my goal. So hopefully we can, uh, we can achieve that I love together. That. I love that. Well, I mean, Azin, I, I genuinely hope that day by day, um, you, you continue to regain a desire to grace stages with your incredible talents, with your um, your smile, your energy, and that you continue to do so much great stuff. And, um, you know, you, you've, you've been honoring Morad in the way that you carry yourself, the way that your family uh, always puts the community, um, you know, before anything else. You've always been so giving, so kind. And... Um, I'm just really proud of you, and I and I have no doubt that Born to Dance Studio is going to continue to flourish. Wished City is going to be incredible, and uh, you know you're going to continue to make a positive impact on on the lives of many mothers to be and and the fathers to be, yeah. and and hopefully they will get the support that they they desperately need from people like you who are who are looking out for them. So uh, I really appreciate your time and. Thank you. Um, can't, can't wait to, to see you performing again live one of these days soon. My goal for that one is to perform with my, uh, with my kids. It's been, oh, it's been, it's been eight years. Uh, so we'll that would be incredible. That would be incredible. Hopefully Night Owls is there to capture that moment professionally. They will be. They will be. <laughs> well, um, yeah. So again, thank you so much and, um, appreciate all the positive words that you shared at the end of, uh, your, your little segment and can't wait to see what's next uh, with Born to Dance Studio Wish City and Thank wish you, you both well Thank you and the family well. Same for you. Love you and goodbye Bye. from Miami. <laughs> Bye. Take care. Thank you.